welcome to the Nerd Party. at home and welcome. This is Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host Tristan Rodell and with me as always is Charlene Schmidt. Charlene Schmidt, I just want to say I love doing this show. I think this this is a lot of fun. I love doing commentaries with you. I love podcasting with you. I love Star Trek. I love Star Trekking with you. It's <laughs> it, it's just fun all over and the feedback that we've been getting from listeners has been great i want to say thank you to you guys who are listening and telling your friends about this show yeah thanks you guys we've gotten a very good response to this show which warms our black little hearts yeah this show has been so much fun i'm so glad that we did get behind the mics again to podcast i didn't realize how much i would miss it in those months where we were absent from doing a show yeah, coming back to it made me realize just how there was kind of a void there. And then when this is over, there will be a void again. But that's okay, because we'll always come back. There's always going to be something on the horizon. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I want to be podcasting with you in some form, doing some project <laughs> or whatever, when we're 85. And the beautiful thing of it is, is that we actually enjoy this show. And oh, because yeah. we had no idea what this show was going to be like. I mean, like, you know, we all saw the trailers. We all had an idea of of the tone and, and, and the writing style and everything like that. But you don't know. You don't know until you actually watch it. And we decided to do this show before we saw the first episode. And yeah. now it's it's no secret that you and I have our feelings about Discovery and Picard where, you know, like we like some of it, but overall we're just kind of like lukewarm or eh to it. Yeah, there's things we appreciate about it. But we are not head over heels in love with it. And now that said, hey, look, I'm still looking forward to Discovery Season 3. Once Lower Decks is done, we're going to get more new Trek. Hey, what's not to love about that? It's just that, you know, sight unseen, this show connected with us immediately. Or at least pretty quickly. My feeling is that it's only gotten better. I love it more and more with every given episode. Even though we were a little more lukewarm on the last episode, this one totally, I'm head over heels. I'm going to watch it over and over and over again. I, I'm so excited <laughs> to do our commentary today. Yeah, I laughed out loud at more than a few points uh, in this episode. So I'm really excited. And that's pretty much all, I, all I'm trying to say is that we. <laughs> this could have been a chore to do a podcast. We would have done it. Sure. Yeah. But it could yeah. have been a chore, but it is very much not. So since this is a commentary podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a countdown of three, two, one, hit play. So go ahead and queue up the episode on whatever device you watch it on. And what we're doing is, as we always do, is we have it queued up after the CBS All Access logo. Again, that's after the CBS All Access logo. So queue it up, play that, hit pause. Once you see the logo, and then hit it again. You ready to count us down? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, I got my controller in my hand here. Okay. Three, two, one, play. Boom. Now, we're going straight into the theme. No teaser. Yes. No. We're just getting right to it. I think this is, uh, we never saw this in Golden Age Trek. Like, we never saw this in... Uh, Deep Space Nine, TNG, Voyager, TOS, or Enterprise. It was, I think it wasn't until Discovery, and, and I think Picard did it too, where sometimes yes. they would just skip the teaser and go straight to the open titles. Yeah, you're right. This, I guess, is a newer Trek thing. And 
at first I was a little surprised, just like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, uh, we're going to go straight to this, that's fine. And you know what, though? Now that I've seen the episode approximately one time before our watch right now, I can appreciate it because then once we dive right in, I don't want anything separating me from this story. I'm here for it. If you pay for the commercial-free version. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good point. And you know what? You've kind of helped teeter me onto that brink where it really is nice doing CBS All Access without the commercials. I had the commercial version prior to Lower Decks, and then you kind of... Uh, yeah. You made sure that I uh, saw the light. It's worth it, isn't it? It's very it much is. worth the four extra dollars a month. Yeah, I do, I'm, I'm fine coughing up the money now. I just went to the, the grocery store yesterday and spent $15 on a cheese plate I didn't need. I can do an extra $4 <laughs> for no commercials. You, you've got some disposable income. That's, that's good. Now, the Vancouver. Yes, the Vancouver, it's kind of reminiscent of... It's like a mixture that people are going to not like that I'm saying this, but like it looks like a mixture between a Miranda class and a Nebula class, if that makes sense. Maybe like mm. a, uh, I, I'm sure that somebody's probably, what is it, Akira? I can't remember. Like I'm, I'm not good with first class, first contact era uh, ship names, but it's, it's very okay. in line with what we've seen. I feel like it's very evocative of ships that we've seen before. Totally. Fits very much in the fleet. I kind of saw it as like the Cerritos on steroids. Because it is the bigger and better and more superior ship with more advanced technology. This I really enjoyed the the whole um, negotiation storyline because we didn't yeah. focus on it, and but yet we got just the crazy the crazy aspects of it, and it very much <laughs> leaned into the trope of like like no either way you're murderers, <laughs> like, right? You're the right, Federation. These... You're the good guys. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Freeman had her hands full. That's for sure. I loved that these were so overreactive aliens and the punchline much later in the episode where she realizes how many inhabitants there are on this dying moon. She's like, no, nope, screw it. Get rid of it. <laughs> so we, we, ju we just uh, glossed over an Easter egg as uh, like Q hopped up on Picard Day. Yes. Speaking of Easter eggs, holy crap, there are so many in this episode. There's a lot of references, and there's there's one that kind of made me, like, it made me laugh, and I loved it, but at the same time, I gave my usual, okay, that's pretty on-the-nose eye roll for a reference, mm. and it's one where, like, he's he's wrapped up in Kirk with uh, sprinkles of, of Trip Tucker. Oh, I loved it! What are you talking about? Oh, no, no, I loved it, too, but honestly, like, let me finish here. Okay. So this is the, like, the, at that point, I made my piece with the references um, being over the top because oh, really? at that point I kind of was like, okay, here's the thing. Like in Picard, the show Picard, we, they've made it clear that Jean-Luc Picard is a celebrity. Yes. Like people know him because he saved the earth countless times. Yeah. And that's just to the normal, you know, world and Federation citizen. Now these guys are Starfleet officers. We as an audience have had, the uh, benefit of watching the best of the best. We've watched the history makers. We've watched the Starfleet celebrities and we've taken it for granted. These people <laughs> are not the Starfleet celebrities. No, they're not. They would like to be, but they're not. Yes. And so when they make a reference to Kirk and Riker and, and Tucker and Deanna Troy and Picard and everything like that, they're talking about their heroes. They're talking about their celebrities. Right. Just like us. Just like us. And so that... I, I have made my peace with the constant 
prime era Trek references that that at one time were over the top. All I just right. want that on record. That's cool. That's great. That was a turning point for you. That's cool. Now we can go back to talking about the episode. <laughs> okay. Well, we got to talk about Mariner being the third wheel here. Yes. I liked I liked that because I liked that she was on the outside and it was a little bit different storyline for Mariner. Um, because she was, it wasn't all about thumbing her nose at, you know, authority. Uh, yeah, we don't have a whole lot of that happening here. It's much more about she is the fish out of water. It's usually Boimler, and now they flipped. Mm-hmm. So he talked about purple people. Like, come on, man, that seems a little, uh, <laughs> a little. Uh... That's a little. Um, yeah, you're supposed <laughs> to be Starfleet officers here. There's a couple of moments in this episode where I have that sort of a thought, like, yeah. guys, this is not Starfleet, but I'm kind of willing to forgive it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. We find out his first name is Bradward. Bradward. <laughs> not Heck Bradley. of a name. <laughs> Can't be Bradley. Is this the first episode where we find out Mariner's first name? No. No. No, Captain Freeman, okay. I think even in the last episode, yells at her, Beckett! Okay, all right, so I missed that because my, dog's, my, my dog growing up, his name was Beckett. So. Oh, really? Hey. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So these T-88s, it reminds me of the calculator. You know, those ones you have to have in high school and college to do the graphing and whatnot? I wish my T-88 in... In high school, calculator had like a it was handle. Like a, you know, it was like the like big, scanner. bulky ones, the Texas Instruments ones. But these just kind of look like price scanners that you'd find at Target. <laughs> or like when you're doing your, yeah, when you're doing your uh, uh, wedding registry. Yeah, exactly. You go around, you scan all the stuff you want. Oh, it was a Kirk Sunday with Trip Tucker sprinkles. That's what it was. Yeah. Now that, I'm sorry, is adorable. And that is probably going to be the next big hashtag on Trek Twitter. This is very much me when I'm trying to get ripped. I try three push-ups and then give up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to learn a lot about Boimler's approach to what he thinks is cool. And I'm so excited for when we have the visual element of this. We talked last mentioned that episode, episode. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. About what the dynamic would be here between Mariner and Boimler and his girlfriend. And whether this would be a potential, like, you don't mess with my lover kind of thing, or if it's a brother-sister, friend-but-friend. I want to interrupt for a minute, though, and we got to talk about this flashback. We got to talk about this flashback. Okay, like, here's the thing that bothers me, is that they're in First Contact era uniforms, uh-huh. and yet they're talking about something that happened years before that, like it just happened. Well, Because, like, I mean- Lore Cahooting with the Borg happened years before this, like several years before this. Sure. And she's making it sound like, she even said, like, did you hear what just happened on the Enterprise or something like that? <laughs> Maybe it took a while for news to get around. I'm not sure. The Enterprise wasn't even in existence. You know, like the Enterprise <laughs> D wasn't even in existence when this happened. That This is true. This is true. So maybe it's a little off base. <laughs> However, I do enjoy Mariner's hair. It's so poofy. Oh, I love her different hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, I like her better in a lower decks uniform. And the red uniform. Yellow just never totally sat well with me in last episode. She was wearing red. For a part of it. Remember, she got a promotion. Oh wait, no, I thought you were. T- I thought you were talking about in the. Uh... Oh, in the flashback. Oh, okay. I I misunderstood what you meant. Sorry, yes, no. Yes, in the first contact uniform, it's fine, but lower decks uniform really suits her. I don't know if it's just because that's the first thing we've seen, or you know that sort of association. But 
regardless, we saw, okay, she's always saying, we, I've, I've seen things. So she's out now. She has a mission to prevent somebody else's, you know, spouse, significant other when it, from being a, a demon-eating monster. Because, well, and also, didn't that sort of happen in episode one where everybody's a zombie and they're eating flesh? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's personal, and yet this is kind of a recurring theme, apparently. I love that. Uh, um, <laughs> Shut up and let me think. Uh, yes. So many times you want people, you want the characters in Star Trek to do that. Okay, this is when, <laughs> this is when the episode started. This storyline started pissing me off. Oh really? Why pushing planets around in Star or stellar cartography? No, I can't stand the jealous boyfriend storyline. Ah. It always goes the same exact way. It's like okay, he's way off base. She's not actually cheating on him, but yet he's gonna make an ass of himself. Yes. And try to be something that he's not, and and then it's uh, then they're gonna reconcile, and then they're gonna communicate, and then she's gonna realize what's going on. It's just it. We've seen it done to death, and I was really hoping that this would be different. Now, thankfully, it ended differently with a yes. twist. But I just this this is this kind of storyline bores me. <laughs> well, I think what they're doing with going with this kind of a story trope is just how naive and inexperienced. Boimler is at relationships. He probably hasn't had too many. And of course, the point of this kind of story always is just be yourself. I think Mariner sums it up the best. And forgive me for spoiling a line a little early on, but it's one of those things where she thinks of him as like a brother, right? And yeah, he might be a complete freaking dork, but he's my dork. You don't mess with my dork. I love that she looks like she's ascending in the medical bay, like with the T88. <laughs> Considering what happened last episode, that could be painful. And with um, Rutherford. Um, oh my goodness. There's so many, so Easter, many Easter eggs, eggs right on this board here. So many strings. We have, uh, so we we have clones. We have Klingons. We have whales. A lot of lines going to whale for whatever reason. I can't figure that one out just yet. Now, two Enterprise references in one episode. Trip Tucker and the Suliban. Yes. How about that? Enterprise getting some love in episode five. Doesn't always happen. Doesn't always happen. Mm -mm. No. And boy's size small. Okay, his get up here. Take a look at this thing. He, he's holding a football, an American football. Half leather, half Starfleet school jacket. Letterman gold jacket, chains, maybe. glasses, and mismatching boots. Yep, you're real hot, dude. <laughs> I, do, I do love that. I mean, we now know it's because of the parasite, but I do love that Barb was just like, first you come in here looking sexy as hell, and but then you ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> like this is working for her. That right? Sort of like on The Office when Michael realizes he's on a date and he becomes date Mike doing all oh. the wrong things. This is what happens when you try too hard to impress somebody. This is why you should not do that. That episode of The Office bugs me. Just <laughs> yeah, it's painful. It's very painful. Now, that said, though, Mariner's not on her best behavior either here. <laughs> Clearly losing sleep. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's really invested in figuring out what the heck is going on here. I do appreciate how the story will subvert expectations on more than one occasion, just because it is a fairly predictable storyline, and nevertheless, it's still fun. So in all this time, like when she had a a tricorder, when Mariner had a tricorder around Barb. Yeah. 
you know, she, she scanned her hair. She was behind her and scanned and everything like that. And then at the end of the story, like, oh, you could just scan me and it'll prove that I'm human. She's clearly done that already. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, though, she still thinks something is going on. And for a good portion, like every time I think, oh, no, 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 Mariner's going a little crazy. There's just enough to make me think, well, what if she is right? Mm -hmm. Now, I really think we've got a massive merge opportunity here with the Geordie Bear. If that's not at Star Trek Las Vegas next year, I'm going to be pissed. I love it. Sex? I heard sex. <laughs> Classic. <sighs> yeah, this was, uh, we saw this scene teased last week. And once again, it's yes, a missed opportunity for blue undies. <laughs> You're still bitter about that, aren't you? I'm, I still am. I still am. I'm, I'm looking for the remastered cut to come out in 15 years where they replace her, uh, underwear with blue underwear look not everybody looks good in blue okay we need a variety of styles and colors they can all be starfleet issue just so happens her color's fuchsia that's fine now that's her name though, is barb somewhere down the line i would love to see the blue undies make a comeback just because just because i with mariner one thing that i did appreciate even though like so because it was just a short time like, we really just had, like, a scene and a half where Boimler was a disgusting green-eyed monster that I didn't like. <laughs> but one thing that I did like about the storyline is that it wasn't Mariner confused about her feelings for Boimler. Right. No complication Because that's another there. trope. Yeah. Yeah. I was really grateful that the story did not take that on. So there's an Andorian named Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the way Mariner says, Jennifer! You know, with some disdain. Like she didn't have to push her in that moment, but she chose to. She chose to, very deliberately, yes. This is where in the story I'm starting to think, okay, Mariner was right all along when she picks up the parasite she crunched on. So did you, okay, at this point, like later on when like Mariner grabs the parasite or when Boimler grabs the parasite and says like, oh, wait, it really is, it, it's true. Like when she when she saw it on her tricorder, like it's still here or something like that. I, and then we get into the turbo lift with this guy. Uh -huh. I thought they were saying that he was the one with the parasite. And that's why he was like going all crazy and like shooting him and everything. Maybe everybody on the Vancouver has a freaking parasite. <laughs> I, that would explain a great many things. Now we haven't talked at all about, um, uh, help me out here. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. Bradward, With, uh, Mariner. No, not Mariner. The other two, Orion Girl. Rutherford. Rutherford and... Tindy. Tindy, thank you. Good grief, why can't I remember their names? Oh my God. <laughs> Those two geek burgers are having such a good time. I'm thoroughly enjoying their friendship. And that said, I want it to be a friendship. Yes, and, the, and they reiterate that. Like, they say, like, this is why we're friends. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, we did see Naked Boimler in a preview, and people freaked out. Yes. Seeing it in context now, this is not a big deal. It it's never fine. was. It's, it's fine. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cute. He's like, I'm ready for sexy time. Let's go. And he's saying lover over and over. I agree with you, Mariner. Please stop saying lover. <laughs> it's kind of gross. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, that, this is that time when they're trying to fool the audience. Like, okay, like, is she right? Is she not? Yes. And 
I, I really enjoy that they actually came to the conclusion that they were both wrong. Yes. Whoosh. That was nice. This is a part that I laughed out loud at. Like the whoosh when they both like, they had their little ritual of saying whoosh and they had to do the <laughs> hand motions. That is going to happen for, for the rest of time within oh, Star Trek fandom. 100%. Yes. So many times at Star Trek Las Vegas on podcasts all over. Mm-hmm. And also hashtag whoosh. Hashtag whoosh. Totally using that to promote this episode. <laughs> Please do. So we find out here that it's interesting where, I mean, Mariner's been saying this all along for the for every episode, saying that it sucks being a senior officer. It sucks being up there because, yeah. you know, like there's too much stress and it's boring and everything like that. But this character is talking about how it's like, I just can't stand being epic any longer. <laughs> too much pressure, man. Who's like, it's like if somebody was, if somebody was on the Enterprise and they got transferred off because they're like, it's too much pressure. Right. Yeah, burnout is real and it's relatable. Not everybody needs to be epic all the time. We need some buffer time, do we not? And maybe there is a little bit of charm to being on the lower decks type vessels like the Cerritos that don't get the big Mm -hmm. missions. The pressure's off. You can just go about and do your work and enjoy yourself somewhat. That might be something that appeals Mariner to to her situation. I love... Uh, one thing that I really liked is that both of these characters were have continually talked about what the infiltrator could have been or what the parasite could have been, like a, a changeling, holodeck <laughs> character gone rogue, like everything yes. that you'd think, like, it's so funny because in Star Trek, it's so common for, like somebody said, like, oh, I heard voices in the turbo lift. And then some characters like, maybe you imagined it or you need to get some more sleep. Like, no, we're in a spaceship, okay? <laughs> we just traveled back in time two episodes ago. I Like, right? if I hear voices, you need to take me seriously. That's right. These things happen all the time. This is where we learn that there's approximately two people on this imploding planet. And I love Freeman just saying, screw you, rich guy. We're doing it. I was waiting for like an insurrection reference, though. Like for oh, someone yeah. to say, like, like, how many, how many does it take before it becomes <laughs> wrong, Admiral? How many does it take? But the needs of the many. Sorry, yep, Jeff Bezos, you got to go live somewhere else. We're talking about forced relocation here, folks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've, we've seen several episodes about it. One movie. Yeah. Well, it's the ongoing struggle of Starfleet, is it not? Yeah. So he peed in an alien sink. Yeah. We're going to learn all sorts of dirt on Boimler. I had some college roommates who peed in human sinks. Gross. I hope they clean them. Now, this is kind of a stereotypical thing, though, right? Where they're bonding over the dude they were sort of fighting over, but not in that way. Right. Yes. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, they were fighting over because of protection, and that I appreciate. And also, I really like that... Um. Neither of them were parasites, and it wasn't that they were wrong, but that they're just wrong about what person had the parasite. Right, and they were wrong about each other, and they can forge a friendship now because what they were really trying to do was look out for Boimler. They have that in common, and therefore, now they're friends. And they also subverted the trope of two women can't get along because of man. Yes, thank you for that. Thank you so much. Now, here's, okay, here's my big question, though, is... Now the tricorder detects the parasite on Boimler when Boimler's been around this whole time. Right, huh? right. It's 
that's what I'm talking about. Like it, it didn't, it didn't detect him, and also she had to wait until she scanned her, but for like the fifth time. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't totally check out, and at the same time, I'm willing to let this go because this episode is just fun. I'm not gonna get rid of. I'm not gonna let go of the lore reference though in the wrong time. Just <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't want to be epic anymore. The tears streaming down his face. So they keep like they keep referencing the Vancouver and they're on the Vancouver and everything like that. Uh, yes. One thing that's interesting is that I think the the hunky the hunky guy, the the ex boyfriend, he was eating poutine, which is a Canadian dish. Yay! Yeah, that's <laughs> or cool. I mean a dish that they eat in Canada a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now I've never had poutine. It's kind of like a gravy, isn't it? I have zero clue. Okay, Canadians, let us ignorant Americans know about one of your favorite foods here. Because it's like a national dish. Something like that. So the, the parasite just keeps saying lover over and over and over again. <laughs> I kind of love how annoying this thing is. <laughs> lover, 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 just lover, ripped lover. it out of the back of his head? Like, yeah. that's it? Like, no, like, maybe we should take him to sick day? No, let's just rip it out the back of his skull. <laughs> Making quick work of this thing, although we have a full-out diagram already next to the massive conspiracy theory chart, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. So, okay, here's the thing, though, is we never really get to the bottom of whether or not parasites have infiltrated everybody on the USS Vancouver. What is going on? There's a bigger story here that we don't touch on. Right, and do you know what's another bigger story that we haven't touched on yet? What's that? What the hell is going to happen to the captain since she had that little blue little speck go into her chest? Oh my god, they haven't done anything with that yet! Could they please tell us already? I'm dying here. <laughs> Matari. I thought that when I first, uh, now that I'm watching it with subtitles and she said Matari, I thought she was saying Atari. Like an Atari <laughs> tournament. I'm like, they're going to go play They're Pong. still playing Atari? That's awesome. Classics, baby. They never die. Never die. Yeah. Now, was Atari your first game system ever? I'm just curious. No, my first game system ever was a Sega Genesis. Oh, nice. Okay. Mine was the original Nintendo, but my grandma found an Atari set at a garage sale. And so when I was 10, I learned all the classic games because it had all of them. Nice. Now, okay, here's one thing that kind of irked me is they both mutually stole all the T-88s. They stole them. That's they not exactly them. Starfleet, but they did it for a good cause, friendship. Now, th this one, though, is it's like, yeah, they blackmailed a guy who, like, who clearly is not fit to be an officer because he <laughs> shot an innocent person with his phaser. And, yeah, they, like, they black like, blackmailed and extorted him. So a lot of rule breaking with this storyline that we're just going to gloss bit. over. Just a little bit. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about that at all, are we? Because they're on the Cerritos and they enjoy their broken ship and trying to keep it mended together. And okay, nachos are kind of like Mexican food is a big thing on the Cerritos, isn't it? I appreciate this so much because the LA food scene is just saturated with delicious Mexican food no matter where you are. There is, yeah, because like uh, the doctor was eating nachos and then we saw tendy with like a taco bowl or whatever it's called yeah. a fiesta bowl. <laughs> and wasn't she eating tacos in the last episode she I mean, was yeah yeah we're getting the whole gamut i need burritos next please 
there there has to be like this has to be on purpose like it has right? to be on purpose you think there's got to be some animator who is a, just a diehard mexican food fan or maybe comes from mexican heritage i don't know yeah maybe both. yeah i'm totally down with that especially if they are kind of doing thematic things where the cerritos mexican food is the thing poutine is the thing on the vancouver i'm curious yeah. to know what's next <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think I don't even really feel the need to do a wrap-up. I feel like we kind of talked our, our feelings about the episode. Like, is there anything else that you want to talk about? And not necessarily. I mean, as far as overall themes go, I don't know if I have a whole heck of a lot. This is a little more of a lighthearted, fun romp. And there are mm-hmm. Easter eggs that are going to be the gift that keeps on giving no matter how many times you watch this thing. Those, are, I guess, are the bigger things to be looking for. Character growth-wise... I'm not sure how much everybody grew necessarily, except for maybe Boimler, who learned the valuable lesson of, you've just got to be yourself, bro. You're all right. You're a complete dork, and we like you that way. Just do you. I think all I have to say is that this episode probably made me laugh the hardest, but storyline-wise, it's not my favorite. Mm, Okay, because first time out, I immediately just thought I'm going to watch this one over and over and over because I had such a good time. And I think that is going to be the case. I am going to watch it several times and still enjoy it. Yeah. The other big thing, I guess, is the fact that Tendi and Rutherford are really forging their friendship. We saw, a, maybe they, we saw that grow more than anything in this episode. Yes, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, criminals love to flock together. So <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe they're partners in crime. All right. Well, thank you, folks. That's our episode. Uh, We really appreciate you listening and downloading. Uh, Tell your friends. uh, Spread it within your respective Facebook groups and Twitter circle of friends. Let everybody know that Tristan and Char are back behind the mic and that we want to hear from you guys and let us know what you think of our show and what you think of Lower Decks in general by going to thenerdparty.com slash contact, fill out the form, and it'll send us an email. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash thenerdparty, Instagram, as well as twi- Twitter, at JoinNerdParty. Char, where can we find you online? Well, I am on Twitter. My handle is OtheProfanity. Where can people find you? I am at the insane Robin. Feel free to message us and uh, talk to us. Tell us how your day is going. Yeah, especially if you love Lower Decks. And so until next week, whoosh. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.